Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's up, AfterBuzzers, and welcome to the Demon Slayer After Show. Today we're talking episodes 9 and 10, and we got another two demons in the house today. Special guests, welcome Xander and Sarah. Hi. Uh, so we're talking episodes 9, Tamari Demon and Arrow Demon, as well as episode 10, Together Forever. We'll go around and introduce the rest of the panelists as well. Jamie, you want to say hello? Hello, everybody. Hope everyone is keeping smiles on their face. Happy to be back. And Veronica. Hello, everyone. And my name is Carrie Lane. We have a live chat going. So if you're watching this live, join us in the chat. And if you're watching it later, no problem. Comment down below what you thought of these episodes. So these ones, we get it, it gets a bit more intense. Veronica, what did you think of the, this pair of episodes and this pair of demons? This was a good pair of episodes. You know, we we did get a demon fight. So that was technically, you know, a couple of us ago, that was technically our first official fight. But this one was just so different. There was so much more animation and beautiful visuals to see. These were kooky, wacky demons that were obviously tied uh, more closely to our big baddies. So to learn about them uh, gave some great insight into who he is. And once again, just kind of what demons are. So it was a strong pair of episodes. Yeah. And uh, Jamie, what do you think of these demons in these episodes? Um, definitely, I agree with you, Veronica. Very intense, uh, especially seeing, you know, the Tamari and the Arrow demon. It was crazy because I think this would be the first time that we saw, um, I mean, we've, we've seen Nezuko fight, but this time she's fighting again. Um, we're seeing Yoshido fight as well. His head gets knocked off, my jaw <laughs> drop. But moments like that, I love. So I thought that like it really upped the the speed of the show. So I really enjoyed these two episodes. And from what I remember, because I have seen part of the series before, this is where I left off. So it's really great to just kind of put everything together. Great episodes. Yeah. Now, uh, Sarah and Xander, you come into this show halfway through or so. What was it like joining Demon Slayer? And what was it like for you voicing these characters? Uh, I have a really quick question. Nope. Can you guys Sorry. hear the creepy ass <laughs> the ice cream truck? The ice cream truck is here. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't think I hear it. We, we live so close together. He's like, you can take it mobile. We're not judging you. Sorry. No, it's, I think, I think the danger's passed. I think okay. the scary ice cream man, who I assume is a clown. I have no uh, way of confirming this, but. Uh, judgy. So judgy. Judgy. Wow. All right. Uh, all right, Xander. Yeah, sorry. What was the question? The question it was, what what was it like coming into this show? You're coming in about halfway as the character, and what was it like voicing your character for these episodes? 
Uh, voicing them was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I'll be honest, I, I didn't know a lot going in. Uh, I still honestly don't know a ton about the show, but uh, the thing that struck me was like it was it, the animation was like just gorgeous. Uh, it was phenomenal. I don't know which studio did this, but whichever one did feel very, very good about it. It looks amazing. Um, and the characters were a lot of fun. They, they were very, uh, you know, you, you don't really want to come in there and just be like the guy who's like, yes, I am generic bad man and I am here to do generic bad things. <laughs> and so getting to have that interplay, especially with Sarah, like uh, recording this, it was weird because I, I did not, I, I recorded before you, if I remember correctly, Sarah. I think so, yeah. And so I had no idea who was playing it, but I saw the character and I heard her talk and I was like, well, that's going to be Sarah, right? Like, that has to be. And I was right, which was awesome. So I got the experience of trying to, like, reverse engineer what Sarah would say before me and then what I would, like, what I thought her delivery would sound like and then trying to play off that. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Oh, it's so good to be like good friends with your imaginary scene partner. You can sort of yeah. preempt what they're gonna do. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. And then Sarah, for you, what was it like voicing this character and coming into this um, epic show? Oh man, I'm a, I'm such a nerd. I I always kind of watch the new shows coming out and sort of be like, that looks cool. I wonder if I get chance to read on that, you know? And and Demon Sayer looked amazing, but it was sort of that thing that that realistically I'm sort of like, eh, I don't know, I'm not really seeing any characters. I feel like I fit mm. that well. So it's like, ah, well, shame. Still looks like a cool show until I saw her. And I was like, that one, the, can, can, I, can I read on her? The, that's the one, that's the one. I was like, eh, I don't get your hopes up. But like, there's the one, there's the character. I'd be like, that one. And I'm like, oh, I got it. <laughs> and yeah, it was super, it was super fun. It's that, that class of villain that just loves their job so much. And I love those kinds of villains, you know, like, you know, like the Alucards, the Moriarty's, just the ones that are like, I am just enjoying being evil so damn much right now. So that's always a lot of fun to play. And just did so much evil laughing. I can't even get out, count how many of my lines were just evil laugh, evil laugh, evil laugh, evil laugh. Your range is impeccable too. Just like when I would hear the laugh, I loved it. And I, I did love hearing her voice because she would even say like, that's so petty. Why would he be so petty? And I just, I loved hearing it. So great job, both of you. Oh, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so their characters, we meet them at the top. We got Yahaba and Susamaru and they attack and they do quite the amount of damage on this poor little house. And uh, I thought it was interesting that they kind of have clashing energies of she seems, you know, is pure enjoyment of destruction and doesn't mind making a mess. And he's like, oh, you're getting me dirty or you're spraying the debris he's in so my face. Fussy. He's so fussy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you shouldn't you shouldn't be getting dust everywhere, man. It's unsanitary. <laughs> I'm going right? to use my balls and get dust on you. That's all there is to it. Dude. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, be honest, how many giggles were there when you're discussing the weapons of your demon? Because <laughs> I feel like even last week when we were talking about flying balls, we are like, all right, come on, we can all admit it's funny. So uh, how much laughing occurred at the studio, Sarah, when you guys were talking about it and uh, recording? Um, honestly, it didn't really, I don't think we did too many off-color jokes okay. about yeah. it just because... <laughs> 
I don't know. There's certain points where I just accept the insanity. It's like, how does she fight? Oh, she's literally got two bouncy balls that she can mm-hmm. literally decapitate a man with. I'm like, roll with it. Let's go. We, we didn't so much have jokes about the balls, but uh, I know me and Steve, uh, our director on this, made a lot of jokes about my character keeps talking about how everyone's splattering him with... Uh, with dust, but sometimes he doesn't clarify. And like, just there's not really a good way out of context, you know, to say the line, oh, you splattered me without it sounding, yeah. <laughs> Suggestive. Yes, Dirty. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we definitely lost it a few times doing those. I really wish I could remember if I did any off color like outtakes or something. I don't, honestly. I have to wait well, for a convention or something for them to show those. I like that you had a pun already because you said, you know, it's on a roll or something like that. I was like, oh, okay. did I? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, no, intentional puns. She will uh, be here all week, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Jamie had mentioned it, and then Sarah, you had just said it. We get poor Yashiro completely gets his head knocked off. Another moment of the show being so brutal but it was almost kind of that beautiful silhouette where you see it happen but it grows back and it's like Veronica what did you think of that of losing the head and then the grow back I mean at first obviously it's shocking because it just it kind of comes out of nowhere obviously Yoshido is not their target and when that happened it's just like okay so these guys aren't playing around they'll take down everyone and anyone who gets in their way but it brings up a good point, and obviously we'll get into it in the later episode, but it, you know, demons can't fight other demons, or they can, but it's pointless. And so that was just a really good example of like, oh, here's something that seems really shocking in any other anime. It would be, you know, the end of a character, but because he's a demon, he's immortal, and he comes back, and it just shows, oh, demons fighting against demons, what does that do? Mm-hmm. How oddly comedic is it too when his head starts, his mouth starts to grow back and he's ranting and I'm like, okay, right. his rage is impressive because he's doing this before his brain has even fully formed again. That's how angry he is right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, we learn also not just her, the balls are dangerous items, but they can move in any which direction and at any time, but it's because of some assistance. Jamie, what did you think of that reveal of how the two powers were essentially working together? I thought it was incredible. I think that both demons and their abilities are incredible. And I, th- I think it's interesting how in the next episode, which I know we'll get to that, where we find out they were only like subpar compared to what we're about mm-hmm. to face in these upcoming episodes. And it just makes you w- really wonder. But I thought it was incredible. These are such unique abilities to go to have these arrows that go in any direction these balls of steel that can literally decapitate your head or take off your foot, like, you know, so, and I love that she was able to multiply her arms and she gets even stronger. So it's incredible. Um, I I like when I can watch an anime where it's not always the same techniques and they have a uniqueness about their their abilities. So that was dope. I'm very offended you called a subpar. That that hurt my feelings. (laughs) I I didn't do it. You guys showed it. Just, Dude, we I got our butts handed to us. She, that, that's the truth of the matter. I mean, speak no, for they yourself. put up a good thought, fight. Yeah, I thought they I did. had him on the ropes there. Well, to yeah. be fair, you got your butt handed to you. I made a slip up and had and said the wrong name. Yeah. They didn't technically beat me. 
Exactly. True. She she could have went for a lot longer, I think. I think uh, Sue Summeru had had it in her to keep going, but, you know, obviously she can't beat our heroes. But this whole fight and kind of what we just touched upon, uh, Carrie and Jamie and everyone, was these two demons really go hand in hand with their abilities. And it really made me wonder, like, what their relationship was. And I have Mm. a theory not necessarily on the relationship, but like who they were when we get to the, again, to the second episode. But yeah, it's like, what's their relationship? Because their powers went very well together. And it makes me think, does uh, Kitsubuji, I can never remember his name correctly. Does he like create demons together? Does he like, does he have a plan? That's all I want to know. Like, does he have a plan? Or is he just mindlessly creating demons? That's like, oh, I guess you guys go together. A little behind more the of a speculation. info. I know for a fact they were, uh, friends in college uh they actually ran the anime club in college uh and then they were recruited into demon school or uh you know whatever that process looks like yeah great insight yeah a little bit of perfect that's all i need to hear yeah Yeah. uh was it the 12 demon moon school you know because um that's what they're part of yeah yes that was it and i graduated from there so i remember the name of it super well yeah and yeah, Veronica, as you were touching upon, Kibitsuji um, has made these demons. They claim to be part of the 12. They're not, which we learn later. And the crazy cool thing, too, of powers, uh, Jamie, what do you think when Yoshiro gives uh, Tanjiro the gift of sight, the sense of sight, when he has the little placard on his forehead and he can see the arrows finally? Right. I mean, he's nice for once, you know, which I like Yoshigo's character. He's such a spaz, but he is so enamored by Lady Tamayo. So I can't hate him, but um, I thought it was dope. I think uh, with Tanjiro and and meshing that together, he was able to see things finally because um, the arrow demon had pretty much cut off his vision in the first place. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, as we were talking to earlier, this is also when Nezuko first kind of jumps back into the fight, because, yes, she's fought already, but this is when she kind of gets back into it. And But then they do a swap of, like, okay, wait, let's get people go different things. Um, also, what did we think of that moment, crazy, where he's fighting, um, Tantra's fighting Yahaba, and the rope snaps, the thread that he always can fight with. Veronica, what do you think of that moment is, is like, Oh no, it's your your plan has been foiled. I mean, yeah, I mean technically in that moment his plan had been foiled, but at the same time this is so early on that he's not I'm sure it I'm sure it's not a guaranteed thing, you know. This is really only the second time we've seen him fight demons and he's obviously fighting demons that are much more stronger than the previous one, so I'm sure he's bound to run into other strong demons that don't fight the same way others do when his plan doesn't always go the way it's supposed to that's true uh anybody else throw back to our soul eater show have familiarity with the arrows and how they can attack you from medusa right right with the hair yes yes and tongue it's like Um, people yeah I really liked, not to jump like too far ahead, but I really liked that because in the beginning it seemed like he was more of a defensive demon, if that makes sense. Like mm. his powers were meant to help uh, your character, Sarah. And yeah, he's so, a buffer. He's a buffer. Yeah. Well, you know, he buffs. Yeah, but I like the, that we also got to see, oh, 
oh, okay, so he can play on the offense and this is how he uses his powers to, you know, attack if he needs to. Uh, speaking of those powers, Xander, what did you think of when you learned what your character could really do? Uh, I was surprised. Uh mostly because uh as he was explained through the episode up till that point it was just like the creepy eye things and it was like oh yeah like he can do all these things with the eyes and then the arrows started coming out i was like yo wait what i can do what uh so that was fun i i really liked uh one moment i i really enjoyed because i i I don't know. It just didn't like quite hit me exactly how the powers worked until there's this moment where like his arrow wraps around uh, Tanjiro's arm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then he spins in the same direction as the arrow to get loose. And I was like, oh, that's really clever. Oh, I love that. It's terrible of me. Like that scene where he's getting flipped around with the arrows all over the place and in the sky. It's like, you could make a really funny video if you had a pin- pinball sounds to that. Yeah, <laughs> it was. <laughs> Tilt, oh tilt, tilt. He got the high and, score. Yeah. And then Sarah, what about you? When you, what what did you think when you got to see what your character got to do? Of not just you know she can add extra of the weapons and then extra arms. Well, she, she's basically a she's basically a berserker tank. Mm. She's a t- it's like you cut it off, it just grows back, and she doesn't appear to feel pain. So she is like in essence a berserker tank. And it makes it even worse when you've got uh, Yahaba like buffing her up more and backing her up with his his aiming powers. Because mm-hmm. it's like the ball the ball throwing by itself. The fact she can do it tough and strongly enough to again decapitate him it was cool on its own. And then oh by the way, I got six arms now. Oh by the way, I got six more balls now. No, well, six. You can't say that. Yeah, dirty. <laughs> So that, uh, that by itself, yeah. and I mean, even without Yahaba, after he's been, um, she's still just still a force to be reckoned with. Absolutely. Uh, and then Jamie, you were kind of rooting for our Yushiro, and he has the ability to go invisible, which was pretty dope. Uh, what'd you think of that? I love that. Like just all these things that were not expected of him. You know, he looks like this prem put together. He looks really young. You know, he's he's very unexpected with his personality and his temperament, but I thought that was incredible that he was able to do that. So, yeah, points for yeah. him. And then Veronica, our best girl, Nezuko, goes to fight and goes to kick the ball and loses a leg. Like, get clean off. What did you think of that? To be perfectly honest, when I first saw that, my first reaction was not, oh, no, Nezuko. It was, how is Tanjiro going to react? Just because mm. so far, Nezuko has been kicking butt. Like, she's been holding her own in the fights as well. And we haven't really seen her get injured. And even though she's immortal, she's a demon, she can heal, it's still, I'm sure it's definitely something that Tanjiro would not really get used to especially if it's the first time that he's mm. seeing his sister get injured like that right oh yeah it, it scared me honestly like I got nervous about it I was like wait a minute but then I was like she's a demon she'll be okay it's fine but I, again just to piggyback off what Veronica said it's her first time where we see her get hurt so yeah and then not only that but we do have some awesome super medication from Tamio, and that was pretty convenient and great uh, oh yeah yeah uh and then so the end of the episode modifies is that moment 
uh, as Sarah mentioned, when the, um, oh no, it's not that spin, but the last moment of that episode is how Tanjiro realizes he needs to modify and adjust his fighting technique and can't just do regular. And he does the horizontal water wheel. And that's where we pause with the head cut, but we're like, because <gasps> this show likes our, its cliffhangers for sure. I love um, how the water wheel looked like even before the episode ended. I thought that was incredible. And I know we've, we've mentioned it a little bit so far, but he, he is so clever to think of that, that, to just go in the same direction as the attack. And there you go. But yeah, I love, I love that cliffhanger. Yes. Which leads us into episode 10, Together Forever. Uh, and yeah, so he has the whirlpool, the head. Sorry, Xander, your character's head clean cut off. It was I didn't like so this episode. Mad. <laughs> again, didn't like this episode. Said, uh, the, the funniness of his head's off and he's still ranting. He's so mad. I know. Like, I'm dead now, you jerk. Will one of you take my cloak and just make sure it doesn't get splattered, please? <laughs> Well, do you almost think it was also like a dig in Yahaba's ego because they, and again, we'll get to it. They think they're part of this 12 moon demon that are supposed to be very strong and they don't think that anyone can take them down. And then here's this kid. They don't know that he's, you know, still up in an up and coming demon slayer, but who essentially takes them down. So I feel like it also would have been, you know, hurting his ego. Yeah, I, I think uh, absolutely. I think also he got his head cut off. And like, if I had the ability to talk after my head cut off, most of what came out of my mouth after that would not be, it'd be very angry and very like, yo, what the hell? So that's the well, real pathos that you got to think about as an actor is what would well, you say after your head was cut off? Great. Well, you don't let it slide. Uh, you have the final attack, all the arrows, so many so what was it like kind of voicing that because then that is really the last moments for your character yeah i mean it, those moments are always intense because you have to uh, you know when you're in the booth you have to keep yourself like you know pumped up and like and you have time in between takes you know like they have to like make sure mouth flap work oh hey maybe this line needs a slight adjustment because this flap was slightly off so we got to do that and you've got to keep that energy up the entire time so uh, anytime you're doing a scene like that, where it's very intense, very like, this is your final moment, you got to put everything into it. And it's like, all right, cool. Let's uh, take uh, five real quick. To, uh, we're going to line that up. And keeping that energy up is, is mm. always really, um, I mean, it's fun, but it, it can be a challenge for sure. And it, it was a lot of fun this time. Do you have a special technique that you do to keep that energy up? Uh, yeah, I repeatedly punch myself in the face. Uh, no, I, I mean, I don't think so. I think it's, it's just trying to cling on to the moment of like, okay, this is what's going on. I'm going to keep myself in this headspace. I'm going to keep myself engaged with the scene, even when it's paused in between takes to like, you know, um, I think that's, I don't know if that's a technique, but that's what I, I do. Uh, we have the Twit Gamer in the chat says, you seem to have removed my head. I am quite annoyed at this. As you should be. I don't, don't stand for that. I know who send that a is. bunch of arrows at him. That's what, that's what I do. That's the constructive way to deal with it. Yes. Uh, so then we have 
Tanjiro does so many of the cool consecutive, this is the moment Sarah you were talking about, of all the different consecutive katas and moves and finally gets back to the ground and he has a poor broken rib and a leg and he's like crawling on the ground with a sword in his mouth. Jamie, how are you feeling for our poor Tanjiro then? I felt bad for him because he had to like pull out all these moves and stops just to like get away from all these arrows and then he couldn't even draw his sword after. So I, and honestly, I didn't know if it was going to work for him because not only does he have these long moves, it's a lot of syllables. It's like lateral ball. Like it's like too much. And then by the time you get halfway through your move, who knows like what could have happened with another arrow. So, you know, he has to say it super, please. just a lot of precision he needs. But I felt bad for him in that moment. But thankfully things kind of worked out. Yes. Uh, well, then this is the moment that we were kind of talking about with Nezuko. And what do we all think here? We got... Yoshiro and Nezuko, and Nezuko essentially gets into a kickball match with you, Sarah. Oh, yeah, just the utter frustration of that. It's just like, stop kicking it back. Why should she stop? It's like, and just that fun, that fun volley of grunts back and forth, just like mm -hmm. harder, 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 harder. Oh, dang. Just like goes past her head into the wall, just like. Just that utter frustration of, you're not stronger than me. That's BS. <laughs> now, uh, Sarah, when you're in the booth doing those kind of kick gr the grunts for kicking, are you actually trying to physically kick in that space? Or do you have any other sort of physicality you like to incorporate? If I need to. I mean, you, you have to be a little careful with your physicality because <laughs> you don't want it to be picked up by the mic and you don't accidentally want to kick over a stand or the mic stand or something because that could happen if you're wildly flailing your limbs without caution. I mean, usually a, just a motion of my leg in, in, a, in a safe direction is enough to work it. Very cool. Yeah. I've, done, uh, I've punched myself in the gut if I have to do a hurt sound sometimes. Not legitimately, just you know, bleh, expel some air, helps force a little bit of air out, makes the sound sound good. Well, what, what you do for your art, yes. Um, we have, so then this is the moment where it's like, we feel our characters are doing okay, but Nez, I don't know uh, what Tandra is going to do. Tamayo comes out with her awesome technique of blood arts and, oh, so you're aware of Kibutsuji's identity and, you know, he's, they're a coward and, oh, oh, so these are the moments too, Veronica, you mentioned of, yeah, why, why do the demons, why they, you know, why, what's, they can't fight against each other, but, because it's, there's no point, and also, why do they essentially just not band together to fight against him? And then we kind of find out why. Uh, Jamie, what do you think of that reveal there of, you know, if you say his name? I mean, I know it was revealed to us a couple episodes about that, but it was like, it's it's crazy that he really is such a, he's strong, but he's so weak that he is preying upon all these other demons just for his own personal gain. So I'm excited to really find out more about it. And I know that we did mention about him looking like Michael Jackson's smooth criminal, yeah. but it's like, now that it's even more evident, I love it. Like, it's literally like he's the smooth criminal. And um, I just, I'm excited to learn more about him. And uh, yeah, but I, I felt, again, I felt bad for them. They, they don't know that they're really, not you guys, but the characters <laughs> are so far, you know, uh, and it sucks to just kind of 
see that because who knows like what their potential could have been but I'm excited to kind of see more of that backstory too if yeah Mm -hmm. on the smooth criminal note if if someone hasn't made that a and b yet if I can't get onto YouTube and see an AMV to Demon Slayer featuring that guy with Smooth Criminal as the song, I'm going to be so disappointed. It's got to be out there. Yeah. People, somebody. Like, fans think of everything. It's got to be out there. Yeah. And will be a music video probably in a few weeks. Wait for it. Yeah. yeah, if not now, it'll definitely be out there soon. Uh, something I wanted to say about this moment was just I just thought the manipulation by not only Lady Tamayo was very impressive to get uh, Susumaru to say his name, but also just the fact that uh, Kibutsuji is so powerful that he can manipulate people and be like, yeah, if you say my name, you're dead. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I also love the music uh, mm-hmm. when Lady Tamayo is doing her spell. And it's so eerie too, because like you do see this blood and then you see the claws, but it's like beautiful. So it's it's hard to, it's all these different emotions that you feel in those moments where she's doing her spell. But that death, Liz Kusamaru, like crazy. Especially even the sound effects like of it after we see the first crushing. So, yeah. So yeah, Sarah, what what was it like watching that character death? Because it's, it's gnarly, like the arms coming oh, out. I- I said that to Xander. I was like, I got a metal death. That was amazing. I was so happy. I thought, and it's something that was fun. It's like, because Yahaba is the smart one. And he was defeated through brute force. He got his head lopped off. Whereas I'm the brute force one, but I got outsmarted. Mm. Like they didn't have to brute force her. It was literally, you screwed up. It, it, you were your own downfall. They didn't have to, they barely had to lift a finger. You did that to yourself. No, it was really, and I really, especially, it was that, like, that moment of, like, it, it's sort of that realization of that moment of pure fear and panic when she runs in that direction away, because it's just, like, I have screwed up on a massive scale, and it's the idea of, of suddenly, it's also, it's a child realizing they have screwed up, that they are about to die, and, you know, yeah. I, and then the process of getting all those awful, awful sounds coming out of her as they're ripping through her body. And it's like, do I need to make this a little wetter? I'm going to make that a little wetter. Let me do another take on that. You know, how do I sound with a giant muscular arm out of my mouth? You know, how, wh- wh- what's the sound for that? Uh, I'm, I was really... What, how did you discover that sound? <laughs> I just, as I said, I was just like, okay, let's just make it sound real wet real sort of like I, I think I did at one point like just try to shove my fist into my mouth as much as I could do it and sort of go around it you know mm. whatever I could do to, to get that impression of something is blocking your throat to the point that you can't even properly cry out impressive yeah <laughs> method you went to <laughs> begging for her life I like how you were like you it's like a child has done something bad. I, you could totally see that in that moment. And I felt bad for her. I felt so bad. Well, it's I crazy. Mean, she deserves it. She, you can't, she deserves it in that sad way. But it's again, it's a child that's been misled mm-hmm. and a little bit messed mm-hmm. up in the head. Both of them. Yeah. Uh, well, Xander and Sarah, like something we've talked about on the show is how specifically with Tanjiro, how he's such an empathetic character that even though 
there's all these demons going around that have done very bad things. He usually takes a moment to kind of just like send them off with peace. And even though your characters were bad guys and were obviously trying to kill this group of people, can you also see like the empathy for them? Because like you're saying, Sarah, like this is, we learned in that moment, like she was a child who was turned into a demon and manipulated. And this is how she goes off. She's like, she had no idea what she was doing really. I think you always try to find something empathetic in your characters, even when they are bad people. Um, and uh, generally, uh, not always, but like generally, if the story's well written, there will be, you know, sometimes there are those just like, I like being evil. It's just my hobby. I'm just doing it. Um, but a lot of the times you try and find something about them that even if it's not like this makes them a good person, it's something you can connect with. Um, and yeah, with, uh, with my guy, I think he was a lot less sympathetic in that he, he just, for me, the thing I kind of glommed onto is you all know those people who it's like, oh, I'm smarter than everybody else in the room. Why can't everyone else appreciate that? And even though it's not necessarily a, a, a nice quality about him, it, it is a human quality. And we've all been in those rooms where, you know, you know, you're at a Thanksgiving where someone's like, that uncle starts that fight and you're just like, oh my God, why are we doing this? You know, like that sort of thing. Um, so I think that's what I glommed onto, but I don't think there was anything super like, oh yeah, no, secretly deep down he was a good guy. I don't think he was. I think he was just kind of a pompous dick. Am I allowed to say dick? I, I should have asked this before. As you say it again in your ask. No, it's all good. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, Sarah, what about you? Because your character does get a moment because it's essentially we get we do have pity for her when you hear that child's voice saying, you know, like, play with me. And her weapon is a toy. It's I, I think it's like the, what I can get from the, what happens when you get um, that demon's blood in you. It's it's a bloodlust. It's sort of that it sort of t kind of clouds your judgment, especially a mm -hmm. child, because Children can already be very cruel without understanding that it's cruel. But a kid, a kid that gets that kind of bloodlust in them and basically that thing of like, I can do whatever I want now. I can just, uh, nobody can stop me. It, it, it's that unrelenting cruelty of, of someone very young who doesn't, under, doesn't have a full comprehension of the cruelty they're capable of and then enjoying it because now they're uh, i'm assuming she must have been that way for a little while and then they just like it that's just life mm -hmm. and that's that's how they want to live i don't know if that makes sense i think i came off my point something yeah, yeah. like that yeah uh jamie what do you think oh sorry i was gonna say i was gonna say um what did you think of those final moments for her because she has been this evil person but literally her final words are like that kind of wanting companionship and play and you know like it's it's such a weird pivot from where she was moments ago yeah i mean and, and maybe that's just like those little innuendos that the show does to kind of show you like this is who the person was and it's like back to it to kind of mm -hmm. trigger us because that's what it did um but yeah again i felt so bad for this character and it was so short-lived you saw them for two episodes and that was it and it's not like I disliked their characters. I thought their characters were cool. I liked the look of their characters. Despite the eye and the hand, 
Um, but I, I thought that, no, 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 no hard feelings. Just like the eye of a hand. You said it was kind of creepy too. Um, but I thought that they had a cool look, amazing abilities and action packed. Cause sometimes for me personally, I, I like shonen anime, but sometimes the action can be redundant. And right now it's just at such a good pace where it catches my eye and keeps my attention. So it just sucks that we didn't get enough of, you know, of you too, but yeah, I felt bad for her. Something that you said, Xander, that I really liked and that I didn't consider before was how you kind of mentioned your character. Although he wasn't someone you root for, he possessed a human quality. And I really liked that because it's true, you know, we do see kind of mindless demons. And then we also see demons that take on a personality and kind of exhibit human traits, even though they're not human. So like you were saying, it's it's kind of something to relate to as well. So I really liked that because I didn't think about that before. Uh, well, similar to not thinking of it that way before, um, we have Tamayo who gets a hug from Nezuko and she's kind of like, oh, what, what's going on? And Tanjiro points out, you know, she probably just sees you as humans. But it's like, but we're not. And it was such kind of a sweet moment that, and we've asked this question of, are there different kinds of demons? And I think um, these two, Yushiro and Tamiyo, are a different kind of demon such that Nezuko can see them still as a human. But it's probably because they broke from the curse because they don't get blood and they don't kill people the same way anymore. Um, I think those are helping them too. Like she, she yeah, to heal, you know, Nezuko, and so maybe that's why. But that's really interesting because they are demons. So it's weird that her uh, the the persuasion that she had is not working on them. Yeah, I think Nezuko is very much like Tanjiro in that she isn't seeing demons versus humans she's seeing like good versus evil essentially and even though yes Yoshiro and Tamayo are demons they never came off as a threat they were always willing to help you know they you know Tamayo helped uh, Nesco when she was injured they were supporting uh, Tanjiro during this fight so she never saw them as threats like the other demons who just kind of came in and immediately were like I'm going to fight you. That's a very good point. I like that way of thinking of it. That's good. Um, good point. Now, for raise your hand, did you think that Nezuko would stay with Tamayo? Did you have a moment where you're like, maybe? You mean she, or no. she would stay with Tamayo or she'd go with Tanjiro? Uh, if oh, she would stay I, I, with Tamayo. Like, oh. yes, she would stay or no way she's going to stay yeah. with uh, Tanjiro, right? Yes, okay. Yeah. It's like you go. <laughs> It'd be kind of weird, and, and it's like she she barely knows them. She lost her family. It's I think it, I think it would just be a lot. She's already used to being in his little backpack. Yeah. Cover, so <laughs> might as well stay there. I love their yeah. brother sister duo relationship. It's it's so cute to see, and I'm excited to see more cosplay of it because I can just imagine people um in future conventions you know dressing up and cosplaying as them so that would be really cute oh that'd be really cute actually... to figure out how to yeah figure yeah <laughs> i have a question uh for xander and sarah so your characters were introduced as the demons like the tw of the 12 moons you know these this very elite group of demons but we obviously learned that that's not the case do you have any idea of why maybe you were 
fed that information, like why your characters were fed that information? Was it maybe to make them fight harder or just so Kitsubuji would get it like a, a sick kick out of it of like, haha, they think they're something that they're not? Like, uh, I mean, I, Yahaba clearly has an ego problem. Uh, he clearly, uh, you know, I mean, even down to how fussy he is with, uh, you know, his appearance and like, oh, don't, don't get your gross germs on me. I think he's kind of self-absorbed and very egotistical. So I feel like strategically, if you want the guy with the massive ego to do what you want to do, you want to feed him the line of like, oh yeah, you're super important, which is why I need you to go and do this. Oh yeah, it's, I, I would assume it was about control. It's like, it's like, no, you don't need, like who's going to contradict him? It's like, unless you, these two are willing to go seek that out, it's just like, yeah, you're totally a part of my elite group. So, because even the illusion of giving them power is a way to control them. Yeah. Good answers. Um, so then now Tandra, oh, and then we talked about this last week. Jamie, what do you think of that turnaround with Yoshiro? And he says that Nezuko is attractive. She is a beauty. She's pretty. I was proud of him. I, I think it shows like that he has a change of character. So it, 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 I just, I thought it was funny and, and good for him. He should apologize. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm happy. I'm proud of him that he took that step. I, and you know, cause I go up with the angsty boy. He was the angsty mm -hmm. boy for the last couple episodes and we haven't really seen an angsty boy. So I liked it. I'm happy that he finally, you know, gave Nesco the respect that she deserves. He's yeah. the petty one. He's the true petty one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your, your angsty boy pulled through and showed some maturity. Yeah. That's all, um, that's all we want. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, an another time of Tanjiro just finishing a battle and then already getting mission to go for another place. They're going to go south by southwest. And they come across a new character of Zenitsu. All right, we don't know anything about this character yet. Jamie, what were your first thoughts on this golden-haired crybaby in the middle of the road? Literally that. This, I just saw yellow <laughs> uh, in different shapes. I, I got to get something of their gear like for myself I, I feel like I would want Tanjiro's gear but uh yeah he just seems like a spaz who wants to get married so that he doesn't have to fight like even because we had seen him before when Tanjiro had passed oh yeah that's right slicing the boulder but it's like okay he just so far I feel like I can tell him what his character is going to be like but I don't know so that that my prediction honestly I can already tell it's going to be slim to none because it's just so vague and so out in the open that it's not I can't really tell what's gonna happen but I feel like they'll be close I don't think I get like they, they would be enemies like any other demon player could be um so yeah all right and then yeah good point um we have seen him briefly before but Veronica what do you think when we came across him at this point in time yeah I mean just initial reaction it's like who's this guy you can I feel like he's clearly someone who doesn't embrace the idea of being a demon slayer. I think maybe he's someone who probably was just thrust into it for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and it seems like he's living his life on hyperdrive because when, yeah, when you battle demons, you don't necessarily know how long you'll be able to live because you're, you're putting yourself in danger every single time you fight a demon. So he probably wants to like live as much of a fulfilled life as possible. And that's why he's like, Hey, marry me. 
because I don't know when I'll be able to do that. Yes. Um, any other thoughts on these episodes, your characters, your involvement with the show, Sarah? Well, no, I, again, I was real happy to have a part in this show and, uh, you know, short, a little short-lived, but honestly still very impactful because they were such good villains. So always grateful to have, get to be a part of these sort of things. And yeah, she was a super amount of fun. Nice. And Xander? Yeah, uh, very much the same. Really glad to have gotten to be a part of it. It was a lot of fun to work on. And, you know, it's always great to, to play off of Sarah because she always is phenomenal. And so she makes me look good. So that's that's always nice. You're a good boy, Xander. Yeah, yeah. You're such a good guy. Yeah. You're so good <laughs> and you're so talented. I didn't agree to this. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, Jamie, any other thoughts on the episode before we get to our special segment and predictions? I I just, I love the episodes. Thank you guys, uh, Xander and Sarah, for coming. Like, it means a lot to us, and we love the show so far. So I'm excited for the next episodes. Again, these were the last two that I fully remember from the first time that I watched. So everything else is going to be a complete surprise. So I'm really excited. Thank you. Excellent. Hey. And Veronica, any other thoughts on the episodes? Just just a good pair of episodes, you know, where every single batch of episodes we're learning little by little about this world, about what demons are, and kind of like Jamie said, a thank you, Xander and Sarah, for joining us, for bringing insights that maybe we wouldn't have thought before. We really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. Yay. Um, so we'll hold on predictions for just a second, but our special segment, we do our Japanese word of the day, and I thought I'd give a call out to Sarah's toy, the Tamari. So Tamari is the is a toy. So they are balls that are um, folk and Japanese craft, and it literally means hand ball, which makes sense because of holding it with your hand and everything. So I thought that was rather interesting. So we heard it in the episode, but Tamari. Mari. Yay. All right, oh. and then all, no, <laughs> also, I don't know if we still do that thing where it's like you say and I repeat, okay. <laughs> well, we get our digital delay, so it's a fun exchange. Um, also, quick shout out, Japan Crate has another crate out. Oops, sorry, bumped it. So this is for June. Stay tuned on that. I'll have more info and photos, and then also be checking out our Twitter. We will post photos of what's in the June crate. Awesome, so let's get into some quick predictions. All right, Jamie, you were kind of saying them. What are you thinking? Again, I I feel like where they left it off, they didn't, all we know is that he's met, you know, this new-ish de demon slayer. So I feel like we're gonna get more of them together. Do I? Do I feel like they might face danger and have to fight side by side, possibly? So let's throw that out there. They're going to meet each other again and, and have to fight side by side. So we'll get to see his abilities. Nice. Veronica, can any inklings? Um, I think that the first couple episodes really gave us a strong idea and kind of um, gave us little tidbits into the mystery of who this villain is. But I think we might take a pause from that for a while and just kind of explore what it means to be a demon slayer and kind of their daily routine nice cool 
Now, uh, Xander and Sarah, where can people find you online? And do you have any current projects you're working on that you'd like to share? Zara, uh, Sarah. I'm mostly on Twitter at um, Sarah with an H and with an E, uh, Willia, which is Williams without the MS because I couldn't fit it. Um, I mean, at the moment, what I can talk about is um, I'm uh, the lead in uh, an RPG called Black Book, which is well, actually has a, a very successful Kickstarter already, but they are, they, I think they have about six days left. So that looks cool because it's like uh, kind of got a horror edge to it and it's card-based battle as far as I can tell. Looks real neat. Um, um, I know that uh, last episode of the first season of Magia Record came out and Familiar Face came back. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think that's about what I can think of, I can talk about. Very cool. And Xander. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at XanderMobusVO. For projects that are out right now, uh, I think I'm mostly just waiting on stuff at the moment. I don't think there's anything. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I think I'm good. Just follow me. Right. I'm super funny, guys. Come on. <laughs> nice. All right. And speaking of following, Veronica, where can people follow you online? Hey, everyone. You can find me, Veronica Valencia, on Twitter and Instagram at it's me, Veronica underscore V. Jamie, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at it's Jamie Gray or better yet on Instagram at Jamie Gray. But you got to spell my name right. It's J-A-I-M-I-N-G-R-A-Y. Nice. And then you can also follow Ollie, who's part of our show, uh, as Ollie Drennan online. And my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And also go check out our Twitter, which is ABTV Anime. We post a lot of press release announcements, if there's manga and anime coming up, and how there's a couple different conventions doing online conventions this coming up season. So check out that online. Again, ABTV Anime. Again, thank you so much to our guests, Sarah and Xander, for joining us. It was so fun to talk anime with you and your characters. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thanks. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.